You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Mizzou That's Who. Missouri loses a defensive coordinator and they lose a basketball. Hello and welcome into uh, Mizzou That's Who, a podcast for Missouri Athletics here on KC Sports Network. I am one of your hosts, Tucker Franklin, joined as always by Gabe Diarman and Maggie Johnson. Gabe, how are you doing, sir? Um, what week is it? That's how I'm doing. Yeah. Every day, it's every day it's something. Every day is something indeed. Maggie, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, same. I mean, I miss football already, kind of. Actually, I kind of like the the little bit of break. And I kind of, but I wish it was like an all sports break and you kind of have to go into just something else. It's not really like. Detox? Yeah, but you don't, you don't even get a detox. You just go to another sport. So yeah, I'm still trying to just get used to that next sports thing. So yeah, on the basketball we go, I guess. Still got the withdrawal symptoms. Yeah, I'm still having the. I'm just like expecting to watch more football. I mean, we get to watch some football tonight. It's just not true. Just a different block M team. It's just not our block M team. <laughs> if you squint hard enough, if your colors, yeah. if the yeah. colors on your TV are all really, off. yeah, exactly. If you have it an might. old TV, <laughs> it might look like the Missouri football Tigers are playing. Uh, but we could just talk about the Cotton Bowl again. That'd be fine. I'm sure people would actually enjoy that more than what has transpired in Missouri athletics <laughs> the past. Uh, a week or so, but the big the big news that we should probably hit off the top and uh, Gabe, I had, I had, uh, made a, a TikTok video uh, about a tweet that you had sent out about Blake Baker leaving, and I was actually in the Whataburger drive-through. The Dr Pepper shake is back, so I was like, I gotta go get a Dr Pepper shake. Yeah, and it's so good. Uh, and so I got it, and then I looked down on my phone to a notification of somebody sending me your tweet. That said, Blake Baker is leaving the Missouri Tigers program and going to the LSU Tigers. Uh, so that was where I was when I found out the news. Uh, greatly disappointed. But um, I guess just kind of walk us through the timeline of events that led to this. Uh, because for me, speaking personally, like I was a little shocked by it. But I guess I don't know if you can be really shocked if someone leaves Missouri to go to LSU. But especially two weeks after signing a contract extension, that took me a little bit by surprise. Well, my timeline, first of all, did not include a Dr. Pepper shake. It would have been a better timeline had it included. Um, I did like Friday night would have been way better. Um, so just keep that in mind. If you ever want to door dash me, I think the closest Whataburger to me is Lee Summit. If you can get somebody to deliver me a Dr. Pepper shake from there, I'm in. Um, so, no, look, really the timeline for this, I think, started a month to a month and a half. Um you know, there are reports out of LSU. I mean, I mean, and I think I mentioned it to you guys. I don't know if on the show or in our extensive pre-show, post-show meetings. But, you know, I'd, I'd kind of heard for a while, hey, if this LSU thing keep, comes open and we think it's going to come open, keep an eye on Blake. I mean, the, the Tulane head coaching job was always there. But the LSU defensive coordinator job, I, I was told, like, hey, keep an eye on Blake. He's going to be targeted. If, if this happens and so it happened um what wednesday morning which i guess was four or five days after lsu season ended uh ryan kelly canned his whole defensive staff and 
mid-December before the, the Cotton Bowl, I had asked Eli before the contract extension stuff came out, hey, you know, what's what's the timeline? What's the process on keeping your coordinators here? Because I know they're getting attention. And, you know, he said something at that time that kind of caught my ear. He said, I don't want guys to make lateral moves, but sometimes there are family situations and, you know, things like that. And I would never want to hold anybody back. And I walked, and then he finished it by saying, I'm confident they'll both call plays in the bowl game. And I said, well, I mean, that's nine days away. That doesn't really tell me a whole lot, right? So I'm thinking, family situation, Blake's wife played at LSU, he went to Tulane, like that tells me it's on his radar too. And then literally the next day, I think it was December 21st, extensions for both of them came. You know, and I'm not kidding, that morning I had had two LSU people text me, Hey, what are you hearing about uh, Blake Baker's contract? Heard the buyout might have dropped today, which it did. I didn't know that at the time, but it did. And so four hours later, magically, we're new contracts for these guys, right? And we talked about it on here. Everybody just said, awesome, they're back. And you have to separate any of our worlds from there. A contract in our world means this is where we're working. Um, a contract in their world means this is what it costs you to get me out of this. And so all that did was change the price for LSU to hire him from 800000 to $950,000, which we did not know at the time, but, but we now know. Um, so I would say Friday afternoon, I started getting, I know a couple LSU people, hey, you know, I'm kind of hearing Blake Stains come back up. I said, I'll check. You know, I, this was actually probably Thursday. Send a text, said, hey, is there concern about this? There's always concern. His wife played there. Yes, there's always concern. So it's on the radar. Spent Thursday afternoon writing a Blake Baker is going and a Blake Baker is staying story. Was told by someone I believed that there would be resolution by Saturday. It became... Kind of apparent, probably Friday afternoon, that resolution was not going to end up working in Missouri's favor. Um, and I think it was about 8.30 on Friday night, which is, this is how I wanted to spend my Friday night. So it all worked out well. Dr. Pepper shakeless, writing <laughs> and reading messages about Blake Baker, um, turning down a contract, or not turning down, signing a contract that made him the fifth highest paid assistant in college football, and then issuing it for one that made him by nearly 25%, the highest paid assistant coach in America. Which, like I get, I, I, I understand both sides. If you're a Missouri fan, I understand why this bothers you. Um, I don't maybe understand why you would tweet bad words at him, but that is not a thing I would do in my life. But if that's how you handle it, okay. I understand why you're upset. Um, I also understand why Blake took the LSU job, you know. I could argue Missouri defensive coordinator for one year for next year is a better job than LSU defense. I can make that argument. I don't think it's a bad argument. And I still kind of understand why he took it. Do you, I guess I kind of have a, a few, a few thoughts on it. I guess my first thought is why do coaches continue to do things like what, um, Coach Mike Anderson did in what Blake Baker did in saying things that they don't necessarily know that they'll be able to back up because 
it's kind of like you said, like they, if this has been kind of maybe in the, the, the talks, like, the, you know, there's probably a bird that's been speaking to him behind the scenes. Yeah. Like this job might come up. Why? The bird might be named Jimmy Sexton. Yeah. Right. Exactly. What? even tweet i'm not leaving why it, even that, those things yes and those are the, the little things yeah those are the little things i think to mizzou fans just like don't say it don't say it and say that the thing like with mike anderson is it's like and for those of you listening if you're uh, you're probably not a new fan but like mike anderson like pretty soon before he left to go to arkansas um said i want to be at mizzou i want to retire here left pretty quickly after to go to arkansas uh, why even say those things? If if, if well, it's not where you if if you don't actually if you would leave to go somewhere else, it's just like don't say that. And I think that that's the problem a lot of fans have, and you just kind of feel as a fan taken advantage of. You just kind of feel a little bit like we love this place so much, and it's okay if you don't want it. If it's not your dream destination, that's okay. I think most people expected Baker to leave next year. I don't think anybody doubted he was going to. But I just think it's saying things like that. You're just like, what? Uh, the, tweet, the tweet to me was what made this bad. Just yeah. because let's say Kirby, and I have no indication this is going to happen. Let's say Kirby Moore takes a different job tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Let's say he's the Dallas Cowboys offensive, whatever he might be. All Kirby did is sign a deal. Yeah. He didn't double down. He hasn't mm -hmm. tweeted. He hasn't said, I never considered going anywhere else. Um, you know, so that's the part that makes it look worse. It doesn't materially change anything about it. But it does. I mean, I, I think I said on this podcast, I know I said on ours, that Wolf of Wall Street gif, like, it's hard to overcome going back on that. But Blake did it. You know, yeah. I, I mean, it. I think part of the reason, and this this isn't the case with Blake, but it was the case with Mike, it's the case with Nick Saban, it was the case with Roy Williams. Tucker, can I curse on this podcast? Absolutely. Because the greatest quote in coaching history is Roy Williams, don't give a shit about North Carolina, Bond. <laughs> like literally like three days later. You know, amazing. Yeah. But part of the reason is they get tired of us asking. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, if you're a parent and it's nonstop, can we do this tomorrow? Can we do this tomorrow? Can eventually you change from we'll see to sure, we'll do it tomorrow. You know, you may not mean it. You may not do it tomorrow, but you just want your kid to shut. They just want us to shut and quit asking. You know, um, but nobody asked Blake that. Well, I've talked to Blake three times, I think, in my whole life. Nobody's asking him that. So he didn't have to do that. And that made it worse than it otherwise would have been. But also, like, again, like I said at the beginning, we have to stop comparing these the world these guys live in to the world we live in. Right. It's just not the same. And I know, like, I get a little of it in my job. I know it's really, really hard. My job is your passion. It is a fan's escape from reality. Those four hours on Saturday, those two basketball games, recruiting, whatever it is. This is your diversion from your real life. And you can't, like, I can't ever see it the same way you do. Mm -hmm. I, I just can't because it's my job. And so my diversion is the four hours on Sunday, right? When I watch the Chiefs, I can see that the way you guys see Missouri, maybe, and sometimes do to a fault. Um, but 
these coaches, I, I remember way back when Dave Christensen was, uh, was a Wyoming coach and his name was coming up for the Kansas job. And I asked somebody that knew Dave pretty well. I said, he can't take that job, can he? And they, he said, I'll give you two million reasons he can take that job. Like, it's just a paycheck, guys. It's just a place. Yeah. And yes, they love it while they're here. Right now, Eli Drinkwitz loves the University of Missouri and sells it and all that. And if he ever is the coach somewhere else, he will love that place and sell it. And he will never talk about Missouri again. It's, I know it's hard to understand, but it's true. Yeah. I just looked while we were talking about it. Tweet's still up uh, from Blake Baker. Uh, he's doubled oh, out of his double. yeah. I mean, <laughs> just don't delete at this point. Uh, but three year deal for Blake Baker, two and a half million per year. That's a lot of money. Uh, for a defensive coordinator, for a guy going to LSU, which listen, I'm sure uh, as as you mentioned, Gabe, the family does have a lot to do with it. I'm sure his wife was like, if you're gonna make if, if all's even and you're gonna go to LSU, like I'd rather probably be at LSU. And they call, like, how many people make a decision like that without talking to their wife or asking their kids? Right. Zebra. And if you say you do, you're either a liar or you are just a terrible person. But the funny thing is, is that they she was talking about how one of or he was talking about how one of the reasons that he wanted to stay was Columbia and his family's happiness in Columbia and the unfinished business. So I totally understand. But like, what could Blake have said to that question? The Missouri fans would go, oh yeah, that's cool. I get it. Like, I don't know what the answer he should get there. I think one of the crazy things though, about the amount of pay is that our defense wasn't even a top 30 defense, right? Like that's one of the wildest things about his contract to me and him being the top paid coordinator in the entire country is, as good as our defense was, I mean, looking at all these players that are go that declaring for the draft and are probably going to get drafted or at least be undrafted free agents, is that with all those players, I mean, our defense yeah, probably should have been a little bit better. I think the main reason it wasn't actually was LSU's quarterback. You know, I mean, I think those numbers look a lot different. Oh, yeah, yeah, that which, game probably skewed it a little bit. But, like, I don't know, I totally. It's okay. It's it's a good segue because we do need to take a break, um, and we we've, we've got other things to talk about in uh, in this kind of uh, the re- recruiting implications for this mixed up with uh, some potential candidates. And I guess we'll talk about basketball, but we'll push that further down the road. As uh, we're gonna take a break, we'll be back right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, one of my first reactions to seeing Blake Baker leaving was me thinking, oh, they just landed a bunch of transfer guys on the defensive side of the football, and uh, how does that impact it? Now, I know there's a lot of different things. They also have the number one defensive recruit in the country coming in from the high school ranks. He's already signed a national letter of intent, so I think that contractually binds him to that. Who knows what that means anymore? Um, but So that was my reaction. Like, How much does that actually impact you know, transfers and uh, and commitments from on the defensive side of the ball? Because when you see some coaching changes, sometimes you see guys decommit and everything like that. They did land, I think, Sterling Webb is his name from uh, New Mexico State, New St. Louis native. Uh, he uh, he, pretty good guy. I think he had four and a half sacks last year. But uh, I gave up. What is what is like the the implications? How that impacts the recruiting side of things heading into next year? The only guy I could see it potentially having an impact on is Corey Flagg, who's a linebacker mm-hmm. from Miami. Who Baker was the tie. He was recruited by Baker at Miami. And this is where you get into the philosophical conversations of college football and all the, you know, I mean, my problem with this is the hypocrisy of coaches. Wow, these kids just don't want to stick it out. They're in a portal, blah, blah. All they're doing is what you do every single year. If you can leave, they should be able to leave. This is why they can And this is why nobody, like, if Corey Flagg decides he wants to go somewhere else, nobody should hold that against him. This was kind of the reason he came. Um, Now, that said, the worst part of this is that the transfer portal closed on January 2nd, and Blake Baker took this job on January 5th. So now, if there is a defensive player who is at Missouri, now now transfers like Corey Flagg hasn't taken a class at Missouri yet. He has another week. 
if he decides I don't want to come, and and I'm only using him because he's the, I'm not saying right, so. right. He's the example. If he decides, hey, no, I'm not going to go to Missouri. If, as long as he hasn't officially withdrawn from the portal, I think he's fine. Like he hasn't attended a class here. He could theoretically mm-hmm. go somewhere else. But take a kid like. I don't know who's somebody who's coming back on defense next. Tristan Newson is coming back on defense next year for Missouri. Well, his defensive coordinator's gone. But he now can't enter the portal until April 15th. He's here. He's just here. He can't go anywhere. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, like Williams, Winery, and these guys, they they don't get me wrong. If they came to Missouri and said, I want out of my letter of intent, Missouri, man. Now, that doesn't usually happen, and I don't want to incite panic. Kids come more for, I think, for head coaches, for position coaches, and frankly, at this point, for money. Um, so the money's still there. Blake Baker wasn't writing those checks, you know. So I think, I think the bigger potential impact could be if any other defensive coaches were to go with Blake to LSU. My initial reaction was that wouldn't happen because, like, it's just generally accepted. You're not going to go to be on his staff there unless you're getting a promotion, right? right? And if you're the linebackers coach and co-defensive coordinator here, like he's not the head coach there. He can't make you the DC, right? So it's not a promotion. Now that said, look, Eli's got to go hire a defensive coordinator. If he hires somebody other than the guy who was his co-defensive coordinator last year, it would not be out of the question for DJ Smith to look and go, well, I've hit my ceiling here. I can't, mm. where else can I go? You know, it's the Eric B. Enemy thing. Yeah. There's there's nowhere for me to go here. I have to go somewhere else. Um, and look, that could happen. There's talk out of Baton Rouge that Blake is really trying to get Kevin Peoples, Missouri's defensive ends coach down there. Um, I guess the, the comparison I've made a lot in the last few years is you really like eating at Taco Bell until you work at Taco Bell. The more you know about college sports and the closer you are to it, the less any of this stuff can possibly surprise you. Yeah. Um, there is no th- th- loyalty, honor, things like that. And I'm not saying they're bad people. They're not bad people. Uh, look, I would go, if somebody paid me more money to go cover the University of Arkansas, I would probably do it, except for the fact Arkansas fans all probably hate me. It would be very fun. But you get the point. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I we'll just took another okay. job. Right, right. I will say, I feel like it doing something like that, going against somebody like, and I'm not saying that, I know there were some people saying that drink like saved Baker's career, and I'm not going to go into all that because I think that's kind of a weird, a weird statement. But I would say it would be kind of weird because I think that Baker and drink formed a pretty good friendship while he was there, like based on the things that you've like seen. So I think it would be kind of weird to kind of step on that especially based on what i've um what i read from you on power mizzou and what i've seen i think it would be kind of weird to be like now i'm gonna step on your toes and try to take all your coaches i'm not saying that it's not possible yeah i i think it would be yeah it would it kind of yeah it would be a little awkward i think and look it i i know uh, things like that costing people in coaching friendships absolutely it happens um Flip side is these guys all kind of play the same game. I mean, I, I thought it was really noticeable earlier this week um, when Makai Wingo uh, said he was entering the NFL draft. I don't know if you guys saw how many Missouri players 
posted that on their social media and congratulated Makai and, you know, did the same thing for Trajan Jeffcoat. Like, they're all in the game and they view it differently than we do. Um, you know, and again, like, it like Darius Robinson, yeah, he came to love Missouri and all that, and he never left. But I know, I've talked to him about it. He also didn't hold it against Trajan Jeffcoat that Trajan did. You know, um, so they, I, it, it, it would be weird. It would be awkward. Um, but again, I just, I, I like, I don't have a lot of faith in, you know, yeah. um, in, in anybody doing anything now. other than what's good for, for me tomorrow. Yeah. I was also shocked that Trajan and Makai both put um, Mizzou in their NFL yeah. um, draft declaration photos. Because a lot of times you don't, He's trying to do that more. I've noticed that with a lot of different yeah. guys. Like they've started to do it a lot more. Can you imagine like Sean East NBA draft declaration? <laughs> oh, and I have like seven uniforms in that thing, man. DJ Hughes is going to be insane. Oh my god, <laughs> DJ Hughes just like Wait, the, JT, JT like Daniels photo. photo. JT Daniels was playing. Like, <laughs> I mean, he retired, but I mean, that's like well, he had to. So I don't know. <laughs> I said he medically retired. I think he retired because he. Had- <laughs> that at football he gets social security in a year and a half that is true uh, but I think that when when you start to look ahead you already mentioned uh, the DJ I think I saw I can't remember who it was tweeted about a Missouri defensive player tweeting about wanting him to be elevated as defensive coordinator they always do correct the players always want that you, you look at what happened at Boise State the players all supported the, the interim coach who I can't remember I think it was their defensive coordinator too to be the head coach and he ended up being the head coach right like that's that's always going to happen uh, but but when it comes to potential candidates I mean I don't really know a bunch of guys names I know the Iowa defensive coordinator was thrown out there but you don't really know a bunch of of uh, of candidates names thrown out there already for uh, for just a uh, vacant college football Coordinator. Right. Here's the thing. Like when it's a head coach, I can give you a list that like yeah. here's guys that makes it. You know, when when Missouri was looking for an athletic director after after they hired Desiree, somebody asked me like, how how was your list at the beginning so accurate? I said, just common sense. I was like, I, just look at kind of the it, it's not hard if you follow this stuff. You can figure out who's going to make it. Defensive coordinators tougher. You know, I mean. It, like if I just said to you, how many defensive coordinators can you name? I don't six, without doing research, maybe. Like oh. you know, if I if I said to you, who is Tulane's defensive coordinator? Do you have any idea? No shot. No, none of us do. Right? I had to look it up. So, um, I mean, my point is, whoever Eli hires, it may be one of these. It may be like Jim Leonard or one of these names that hey, we all know. It also may be a guy like Kirby Moore, who I legitimately had to look up who Kirby Moore was when it was announced he was Missouri. I, I didn't know; I'd never heard his name. Yeah. I didn't know uh, I didn't know Kellen Moore had him, you know. So I had to look him up. And look, I did a damn good job. So I don't know. Maybe he'll hire some guy from. Maybe he'll hire Portland State's linebackers coach as the next defensive coordinator, and Missouri fans will freak out, and none of us will have any idea if it's a good or. Do you think if if that happens, <laughs> that that would be more likely to push one up, like Peoples or Smith out the door, or do you think that? Well, it's. I mean, those guys are 
they have to be candidates for this job. I think. Um, and if if DJ Smith, if if Dern thinks he's the right guy, I will awesome do it. Cool. Um, or if he thinks Kevin Peoples is. But this is where his job is tough. Yes, there's next year to think about, but there's also a program to think about. And if he doesn't think those guys are the best candidate to be his long-term defensive coordinator or as long a term as you know any guys are in college football, then he he has to risk hiring somebody else and letting them walk. You know, because you don't give a guy a job. You can't hire a defensive coordinator because you're afraid he will no longer be your defensive ends coach if you don't. You know, I mean, he just got, he's got it. This is why he's making, as of January 15th, $9 million a year. He's got to decide things like this. Well, for a while, I thought one of one of the pros to keeping them around was, you know, that they knew the system and the recruits and the players. Yeah. But as time's kind of going on, we're seeing more of these players you know, that well, like not maybe a few of them were staying around, but it's turning out yeah. we're having quite a bit of turnover on the defense already. Right. There are six starters going on defense and a good coordinator. Like people might forget when Blake came in here, he he learned Steve Wilkes' stuff. He didn't try to teach them Blake Baker's stuff. And over time he adapted it and added more to it and it became his. But you cannot come in and say, no, this is what I do and you guys have to do. Like, you're going to have to come in and kind of find out what they did and and tweak that a little bit um, because you can't go into next... Like, you can't hire a guy who runs a 3-4 because your team's not built for that. And next year's too important to just say, yeah, screw it. We're changing everything. You know, I mean, the one I always remember was when Bill Callahan took over uh, Nebraska, which had been this, you know, triple option wishbone. And he's like, well, this isn't what I get. And... Man, Nebraska's rough for those first couple of years because he was trying to do something that his roster just couldn't do. Um, you know, got to fit the system around what's here rather than fitting what's here around the system. Well, the state doesn't have a linebackers coach, actually. Uh they have a nickelbacks. Okay. They have a nickelbacks coach, which I don't know. What's that guy's name? His name is Robbie Hawk, H A U C K. I like him. I'll probably put him on my hot board. And he's a Nickelbacks and special teams assistant. First year at Portland State out of Montana. So, hey, powerhouse program in the FCS. Okay. Yeah. Um, got, got a good background. A star defensive back for the Montana Grizzlies for five years. A five-year FCS kid? Golly. You know that he's like, good on special teams. That's he, what he, he, he talks ball. And, yeah. Yeah. That's who we got our eyes on. Um, no, I do, I do think it's, uh, it's interesting to kind of look at everything that uh, that goes on with the defensive coordinator search. I, I think I trust Eli Drinkwitz when it comes to the hiring of this process, the hiring of Blake Baker, the promotion of Blake Baker, and you talk about Kirby Moore, and just and then the position hire too of uh, the offensive line coach. Like he's nailed the position hires uh, that he has had to do, and the coordinator hiring that he's had to do. So I'm fine with him trying to find another guy. Like I mean, I don't think there's any better, words. better be fine with him. He's making a whole lot of money to do it. That is a great point and a great segue into, uh, yeah, when we recorded the podcast last week, uh, I think as soon as we got done recording us when the- Yeah, uh, we, the, we, tried, we tried to wait long enough, but we, we couldn't. We did. We tried to wait, but we couldn't do it. Uh, Missouri announced the extension of Eli Drinkwitz and uh, Gabe, you had tweeted out, I believe earlier on Monday, the terms of those contracts, you had finally uh, got your hands on those. Yeah, year one is- Year one and two, nine million. 
year two and three, nine point two five, and year three, nine and a half. And again, we don't live in their world, guys. Um, I understand it is a lot of money for a football coach. It's about what Eli's earned. Um, if you look at the SEC, he is now right in line with Mark Stoops, Josh Heupel, Lane Kiffin. I think we would all say that's probably his. That's probably his uh, stratosphere in this league right now. He's not Brian Kelly, Kirby Smarter, or Nick Saban, and those guys are making more. But he's done more than most of the rest of them, and he's making more than they are. So, and this is, you know, I know a lot of people will say, but they just did this last year. Why do you have to do it again? Well, because if you tell him, no, go do it again at six and a quarter, and he does it again, then he's going to remember you didn't reward him for doing it. And when somebody else gives him $10 million, he's going to take it instead of York. You know, so this is how this business works. Um, and look, they're all one-year contracts. I mean, every coach in the SEC is one year away from being on the hot seat. Except probably Nick Saban and Kirby Smart would probably get two. Yeah, but I mean, we live in a world where Bill Belichick might be fired by the time people listen to this, right? This is... You don't get that many, you don't get many down years. Um, and so uh, he got a new deal, I think deserves a new deal. And uh, why does it, why does any of us care? It's not our money. I mean, I don't know about you guys, not my money. Like, that's what always fascinates me about this. Is it your money? Did they call you to donate to? If they did, cool. Like, if you're one of the guys that they called and said, man, we got to give Eli a two and a half million dollar raise, how much can you give us? Okay. You can have in. If you are not one of those, why do you care? Y'all know I'm not answering those 573 phone calls, so. That's <laughs> good. It's a, it's a good motto to live by. Uh, no, I, I think that's, that the contract when it came down, I do think, uh, game. I saw a lot of people with the same response. Just like, wait, didn't this just happen last year? Did it technically extend him by a year? Is that what it was? It added in. Last uh, year extended him by two, and this year extended him by another. Okay. So he's uh, under contract through the 2028 season. That doesn't seem like a real year. Uh, Which again, we we understand he is under contract today. Yeah. <laughs> like somebody wants to come up with five million dollars, they could hire him today if they want to. Did the buyout change at all from the contract that he signed from last year to this year? It. I can't remember what it was last year. Um, it, it is. It, it's. I think it's five million. If he walks away for the first two years, which okay. is, you know, that's a, a decent amount. Um, Missouri side of it is they owe him 75%. Because if you're, if, if you are a team that wants to hire Eli, say after next season, well, you got to pay to fire your guy and you're going to owe him some money. It may not be 77 million, but you're going to owe him something. Then you're going to have to pay 5 million just for the right to hire Eli. Yeah. And then you're going to have to pay him at least 10 to hire him because he's already making nine. So, yeah. You know, somebody's going to really have to want to hire him to hire. Well, that's the wild thing about LSU's defensive coordinator position, too, because they're paying the buyout for their DC. They're paying the buyout for our DC. And then they're paying two and a half million for so, his new contract. Their athletic director is Scott Wood, who used to be at Texas A&M. He's the guy that signed the $77 million Jimbo. He paid Kim Mulkey an ungodly amount of money to leave Baylor and go to LSU. He paid Brian Kelly that this is what Scott Woodward does. He says, this is the guy I want. And 
I have driven around in the state of Louisiana and collected every dollar I can find. And here it is to take my job. Oh, it's not enough. I will go find more that. I mean, this is, this is how he operates. There is no, you know, it's the, uh, the limit does not exist. He shakes the calculus. How does that guy keep getting jobs? Do you think that at one point, like it's going to fall apart at LSU, right? And in theory, right? It'll fall apart. Well, I mean, it'll be interesting. Like Brian Kelly probably needs to win next year. That's Alice, pretty good amount, right? Louisiana's a much poorer state than Texas and Texas A&M. I'll tell you that. There's got to be a lot more money at Texas A&M than there is at LSU. There's got to be. There oh, appears yeah. to be a whole lot of money at LSU. I mean, I don't <laughs> I mean, know, I'm, but I'm there appears sure to be unlimited. I'm not money. sure that there is, but there can't be as much money at Texas A or at LSU that there is as Texas A&M. Hey, it was like right? the richest program, though. I'm pretty sure. What's that? It is A&M like the richest program, though. It's up there with Ohio State and Texas, yeah. Well, and Texas A&M is one of the largest schools, like alumni-wise and population-wise or enrollment-wise in the entire country. And yet, LSU wins things. And yeah. Saying them yeah, they do, they do win a lot. They do win a lot. That is Texas A&M does not. You know, the, the LSU thing is really interesting because Brian Kelly didn't win his obligatory... Uh, Second or national championship in his second season uh, that every LSU coach has to win, and he didn't get that done. So it's uh, clock, clock's ticking for old, uh, old Brian Kelly. How many more TikToks can he do before uh, they're fed up with him? Over there? Well, the the weird thing is, I mean, he came in and he overachieved in year one. He won the West. Yeah. And I think that set up this, they were this preseason sexy national title pick. And you are coaching in a place where literally every coach in the last 20 years has won a national title. Les Miles won a national title there. Ed Orgeron won a national title there. If you don't win a national title there, I don't, I don't think that says great things about you. That's, what, that's what game is trying I to say. I didn't say that. Yeah, you know, I, I said it for you. Um, but you know who doesn't suck is DraftKings Sportsbook. They're an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, and they're bringing you an offer That'll make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Looking at the Chiefs game favored by four points against those uh, Miami Dolphins. Uh, over under set up 44 points. And here's what you got to do download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code KCSN. New customers can bet just five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus specs expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, uh, last football note that I have written down. Um, I guess we didn't talk about the Kirby Moore's extension. You also have terms uh, for that too, Gabe. But I did want to talk about Missouri landing. I mentioned uh, a little bit earlier they had a daily double. Um, in terms of transfers, they got Nate Noel, a running back I really like out of App State. I think that's a really good add for them. They're going to be a Sunbelt heavy backfield there in uh, Columbia uh, this next season. But a couple good uh, transfers that they landed on, I believe that was Sunday, 
uh, when they landed those guys. And uh, so I guess let's let's first start with uh, with Kirby Moore's. Uh, what did you get details wise on his contract? Yeah, he got a raise from eight hundred fifty thousand last year to one point two million this year. One point three next year could make an extra couple hundred thousand in incentives. It's a thirty thousand dollar signing bonus, which I found to be a kind of a random number. I'm sure there's some reason behind that, but uh, you know, good for him. Might have had to make a payment on a house or car and kids in private school. I don't know. Uh, Held in a favor, so they did. <laughs> right? Like, I, I mean, I it's feel like, like credit card payments. I need a minute. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel like if you're gonna make one point two million, that thirty thousand is kind of like, I don't know, man. Do, do you guys you love to take a trip? Something after loans, but just trying to pay all his loans. But you know, puts him. uh, It's not the. It it doesn't put him in Blake Baker territory. But like again, remember two years ago, this dude was the offensive coordinator at Fresno State, making. I'm gonna guess. I don't know, three hundred grand, something like that. And now he's making one point two. So, um, you know, any. I was like, well, we should have paid him more. Well, why? You didn't have to. He signed the contract. He just. (laughs) Like, here's more. We know we don't have to, but here's more. You know, he signed, he signed the contract. He gets almost his whole offense back. I mean, besides right. Schrader, but like he gets He's like getting all some of his damn good running backs. He gets to come like in too. he gets great running backs to come back. He has like his entire wide receiver core. He gets some new, pretty good wide receivers joining him. Uh, good offensive linemen coming back. Uh, but he really just he loses. I think Javon Foster. Xavier Delgado. Xavier Delgado. Oh, and Xavier Delgado. But he's getting um, some sophomores Green, that are, are going to be Richardson. pretty good. Yeah, I mean, huh. I think he'll be sitting pretty good for, you know, if he's not around next year, which... Right. And and again, hey, if, if Kirby gets a job offer, then whatever, just go back and do it again. Like, I I, I talked to, to people, you know, that would know and... When LSU came in, like Missouri was willing to up that offer that they that Blake had just signed two weeks ago. Like um, he'd have paid him more, you know. Yeah. So yes, that's God, I would. I just want to be a coach that's good enough to end up getting fired. Just sort of because that's really the best. Job. Good enough to sign the deal, but not good enough sign to the deal. Deal. Suck thereafter. Give me the buyout. You'll never hear from me again. Yeah, like being good enough to be like a backup quarterback. Like, you know, Blaine Gabbert playing yesterday is probably like, dang it. Like, this sucks. Like, <laughs> like I just want to be good enough as the stand on the sidelines. Why don't I have to play today? Played That's what I would think. Good. I feel like they don't feel that way, but I would feel that Yeah, probably not. Oh, but, yeah, like, Drew Locke, like, crying a couple weeks ago when he got to play. Right. I'm like, That's pretty cool, yeah. That was cool. That was a great interview, but I would have been like, man. My favorite conversation I've had with a, with an ex-NFL player. Right. Uh, Nick Leckie, uh, he played for the Saints. He was a backup offensive lineman for them when they won the Super Bowl. And he was asking me, he's like, he's like, Tucker, you know, if you were in the NFL, like, what would you want to be? And I was like, honestly, I'd want to be a healthy scratch every week. Go through, do the practices. You still get the game check. But like when the games come about, you're out there on the sideline in street clothes. And he said, he said, there was like, there was a couple of years, I think in Arizona, or maybe it was sometime when he was in New Orleans, where that did have like, he was the healthy scratch every week, and he knew by, like, Friday if he was going to dress or not. And so, like, if he knew on Friday, like, no, nope, you're not dressing, he said, awesome. Uh, and then right. that whole week, and he gets to travel with them. He gets to be with the team, gets to do all the fun stuff. But then, like, when the game comes around, he's just hanging out. And I was like, that sounds like the best life ever. 
Because if you're the backup quarterback, there is a danger that all of a sudden that dude got hurt yeah. and you got to go in on the two-yard line and win a playoff game. <laughs> yeah, you actually have any way to go. I don't you actually have to be paying attention. Like you, like Sam Horn, you always see him like on the side. Like he's always paying attention, making sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're a healthy scratch, you can kind of just be chilling. Or being those people on the bench that are like hyping people up, you know, jumping on the, jumping on the bench. That's a good, that's a good place. Be, be the Ben Stern. That's who you are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope Ben's doing all right. Hope, he, hope he's doing well. Um, that's enough basketball talk. Um, <laughs> 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 um <laughs> sorry, I had to get that joke in. Uh, I, I had a train of thought. I had a process that I was going to talk about, and I cannot remember for the life of me what I was going to parlay that into. Um, so I guess it means we have to talk about basketball. They lost against Georgia, the season opener or SEC conference opener against Georgia. They play Kentucky. Uh, next week, Gabe, uh, I guess, did you learn anything about this basketball team that you didn't already know when they played Georgia? Um, If you're not going to be Georgia at home, where are the games you look at and say, well, yeah, that's okay. And I'm not saying they won't. They'll win some. They'll, right. they'll pick up some wins along the way. But I'm just saying the only game you look at and say, well, we should sh- for sure win that is Vandy. Vanderbilt. Yeah. Uh, other than that, everybody else in the SEC is in the net rankings, and Ken Palm is better than Missouri. Um, you know, Missouri's 13th out of 14, and every game's kind of the same. Uh, they get down 12 to 18, and then suddenly decide, oh, hey, what if we did better? What if we did that for a while? How would that go? And they get back close. Um, they actually took the lead against Georgia. Um, gave up a took a two point lead, gave up a nine zero run, eight for twenty on layups. Uh, continue to have the I'm using air quotes bad luck of every team shooting ninety seven percent against them. If you do it every game, it's not bad luck. It's who you are. Um, you know they're just uh, look, they're just not good enough, guys. They need more talent. The answers aren't on this roster. Like I've seen a lot of. We'll play this guy. Play Trent Pierce more. He's played Trent Pierce. Trent Pierce hasn't earned more playing time when he's been out there. Jordan Butler hasn't really earned more playing time when he's been. And I understand people that say, well, Noah Carter's not getting it done. Nick Honor's not getting it done. But neither are the guys that are coming in for them. Right. More Jesus Carolero, that's not going to fix this. More, And I'm not saying that as more anybody. Pick a guy. For sure. They just don't have the guys. Um, It was a, I think he misinterpreted misevaluated some of the transfers. I think he counted on some of the guys coming back making a bigger leap than they have made. And then I think there have been a couple injuries that hurt him. And it all adds up to a team that, at this point, the NIT seems like a stretch to me. Because I don't know how you get above 500. Yeah. Um, I think Aiden Shaw probably had one of his better games. Shooting-wise, he actually shot the ball, went 7 for 8, and had... Um, 14 points and six rebounds. Like, it's kind of what we've been asking from him. But. And he's still just, not enough. And, and, no, and I can't say his last name. I'm so bad at this. Carolero. Carolero. He had three points, and he, those were the only three points off the bench. The only three points off the bench. That's. That's. Yeah, I mean. And. Those three points, I th- I think they came. Eh, were uh, were they in the? Uh, it was in the second half. 
Okay, it was in the second half. It was in the second we, half. I remember this... it, it, the angle. It was a very pretty shot. I enjoyed. Yeah, it, it was a nice. It was a nice shot. I was watching it too. Um, but we did the same thing that we have done for the past five or six years. We went on a seven minute and three second scoring drought. Seven minutes and three second scoring drought. We was the score was nineteen eighteen, I think. Um, Georgia with twelve minutes and thirty eight seconds left like in the first half. 18. Yep, it was thirty five twenty one. Tamara Bates. Well, Tamara Bates made a shot to make it thirty five twenty one, and then they immediately we went down. We immediately gave up a three two, and so then yeah, it was then it was thirty eight twenty one, and then we then we came back. We went on a great run to go up to like you said game, and then it was just like it was almost like that was enough. They're <laughs> good enough. They're good enough to play about twenty five minutes a game. Yeah, that's just not enough. <laughs> And and if you don't have a bench, if you don't have a bench that can score, I mean, you you just have to have depth, and we just don't have any. I mean, we 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 don't have any depth at all. Like Vanover doesn't do anything. I mean, well, he, I, I mean, he plays have, six minutes. He plays six minutes. It's like they have depth. They just don't have good quality, depth. Depth, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like we people, don't have good depth. Yes, we got guys all the go out there. Like every year one into the offseason, people will be like, well, we've got nine guys that play wide receiver. Well, everybody has nine guys that play wide receiver, but seven of yours have never caught a pass. So you right. can't say you have depth. You can say you have bodies. Zuri has bodies in basketball, but they don't have depth. You're 100% right about that. Right. And not that I don't think that we have, like, potential. Like, I do think all three of our freshmen have yeah. great potential. Just not this year. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, like down years, down years are not full, but there's going to be a down year. And I think it's it's a, it's such a bummer because you know last year I think it was one of those things where we were in completely opposite places where yeah. we were all ready for football season to be over, um, and get to basketball, and basketball is exciting, and we were all like, yes, let's do these podcasts for basketball season. <laughs> and now we're just like, oh, it's such a bummer. But I think I am at this like realization stage where it's like. I'm ready already for next year's basketball season because I do have like, uh, like hope and faith in what they are building. Like I do believe in what Gates and CY are like building. It's just this like weird buffer year where we just kind of have to like have that faith and just like put that it. faith. Yeah. yeah, you just have to get through it and just yep. keep supporting them and keep watching them and just like. Don't, man, don't tweet it. T- tweet bad yeah. things at them. I mean, I you don't have to watch. Oh, I mean, you don't watch. have to. You don't have to, but I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably something I shouldn't admit, but like, there's a reason. There's a reason Gabe and Maggie are doing all the basketball talking. Look, I used my two and a half hours at Mizzou Arena to come up with what I thought was a very good defensive coordinator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or Gabe came came at you with that, so. Yeah, it's perfect. That's that's what that's what we need during Missouri basketball. Is there's lots of good Mizzou podcasts that you can listen to. All of them break down the basketball stuff for you. We're gonna do our best, but I'll tell you what, this is a basketball podcast. But there are probably a lot of really good ones. Jared Sutton is gonna have a podcast on this channel this week, breaking down Missouri basketball. I don't need to say anything. Jared knows way more about basketball than I do. Here, here. so here's the thing too. I've I've covered seasons that are far worse than this. And you know what you find out? 
Like, if you really want to spend your time breaking it down and doing it, like, you can, but they're not paying attention. So, like, you're really just doing it because you feel like you should do it. Missouri Chapel. I'd rather spend 35 minutes talking about defensive coordinator contract, personal. Did a really good job at that. Um, <laughs> Missouri travels to uh, Rupp Arena tomorrow um, or today, whenever you're listening to this podcast. Today. They're, well, they left Monday after. I was just Last actually, time. when we started this podcast, I checked. I said, hey, are you guys going to be able to get out? And they were at the airport de icing the plane. Sweet. So they're there. Um, I don't know. So they're yet here in St. Louis. So. It's coming. Well, it might actually, it might actually all run out before it gets to St. Louis. Uh, but I think they've projected like twenty inches of snow in Kansas City um, for like this week. Yeah, yeah, nuts. Uh, I'm not leaving my house for a week if that happens. Um, better, better go buy some bread and milk. Man. No, I gotta get the gotta get the winter soup uh, recipe: bread, milk, and eggs. Um, but they take on Kentucky on uh, Tuesday, six p.m. Then they will uh, host South Carolina on Saturday the 13th. That's a 2.30 p.m. tip-off. Uh, any thoughts on anything else Missouri uh, athletics-wise? I think wrestling's off to a good start. Uh, like number two, I think. Still. They're good. Very Real good. good. Powerhouse. Uh, gymnastics, I think, saw one a, uh, one a quad or whatever they call those things. Highest ranking in school history. Okay. I don't know what it is, but I did see a tweet that it's the highest one in school. It's humming. Missouri athletics are humming. Let me go to mutigers.com to see what headlines scroll across so I can sound like yeah, a Friday night. Friday night heights is what it's called. You can always watch it on SEC. Oh, really? Honestly, I feel like uh, it's fun. It's like actually it, really fun to watch. You turn this off. Yeah. yeah. We're talking to ourselves. Like, it, like if, if they want to know about what Missouri gymnastics is ranked. I promise they already know they don't do gymnastics. Number three, by the way. Uh program rest number three. Um in the national standings. Uh, Jocelyn Moore, Sienna Shriver. Yeah. They're good. They're good. They're fun. Friday Night Heights. That's a sick name. That's, half the battle is branding and they did they won that half <laughs> of the battle. Um yeah, nothing else that's really sticking out to me. Uh, the tennis is about to start uh in Phoenix. Uh but that's you don't need to know any of that. Uh, we appreciate everyone who is still listening. Wow, you guys are incredible. Uh, we really appreciate you still listening to the podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, hopefully some more football to talk about. I hope we have some more football. Uh, we'll have a DC, right? Hopefully. Who knows how long this that hiring I would think there. by the time we do this again, yeah. Yes. I'm going to do so much research on it so we don't have to spend any time talking about basketball. Uh, that's the goal. <laughs> we'll be back next week uh, with another podcast. So until then, that's Gabe Diarra and, and Maggie Johnson. I'm Tucker Franklin. We'll talk to you guys later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.